It's so good to be back uh, in the Word of God. Uh, the series that we are in, they, they concern, as we, you heard, amalgamation. And we say, when we think of that, it's not, you know, any dentistry work <laughs> or something. It's only about mixing, okay? Amalgamation or mixing is the same thing. But in the, when, uh, when the specialists uh, in church, they talk about what we are trying to do. As you heard, if you are for the first time or... Uh, you know nothing about us here. You have we have two churches, uh, Grace Church and B1 Church, both international, both trying to do the same thing. And we thought, man, why we try this alone when we can do it better together? And that's and and well, and for the specialist, this is like a merger of two churches. But we hope of a, an amalgamation, which. Beside the two churches, another third party, like anybody <laughs> who wants to join the new church, uh, is welcome to. And we want and we want to follow God's direction by doing something new. Now, um, last Sunday, somebody said, uh, "How about a box for questions or ideas?" And I brought the black box, okay? So if you have some, <laughs> put some uh, write-down questions or whatever. We'll try to answer them next Sunday. You received uh, uh, the, this bulletin, something new, issue number two. Um, if you have an issue with this, uh, <laughs> write down a question and, and put it in here. We'll try to, to answer the questions. Okay. So... Uh, the first sermon in this series was about clay mixing, was from Jeremiah, where we've learned that we are subjects of God's sovereign plans. Um, like the potter, you know, and the potter's wheel and the clay. The potter put, take the a lump of clay, mix it, centers it on the wheel, and then starts to... to, to make a, a something out of it. But during the process, something happens. We don't know. It's the clay. It's the potter. It's the wheel. <laughs> and the work doesn't succeed. So the, the, the potter takes the clay, mixes it again. And how about this? He says, you know what? I want to do something bigger. And he takes another lump of clay and mixes it together. And now you cannot see anything but clay. And that's why Henry came with this idea of clay mixing day. <laughs> I love it. So, um, and, and the potter started the process again. Takes the, the, the lump, put it in on, on the wheel, and starts the process again. It's nothing good or bad. It's just the process. And we're in the process. And until we are done on this earth, we're in the process. And you know what? The process is when God put us in the fire, and we, not, I'm not talking about hellfire. It's the, please don't think of that. It's the fire that strengthened us. And then the next step, we are used 
according to God's dream and purpose. Isn't it wonderful to know that you are doing what you're supposed to do? This is awesome. But mixing, first process, second fire, and then you are used by God. And, and, and even then, when you are used by God, you know, actually I've learned that, that you can take uh, uh, like a face or whatever is like a, uh, a vessel that is already done, and then if you smash it and, and you transform it again into dust, you can restart the process. Like, what? <laughs> okay, a lot of ideas from this. But then, next uh, last Sunday, we've learned something from the mixing of a rope. Um, and we learned that, we, that the only way out of this culture of loneliness is to mix three or four. Why? Because two are better than one for uh, the reward. The reward is bigger. Ecclesiastes said that, you know, Solomon. But then, uh, when three is better than two, because you add from, to the reward, you add stability and strength. So, two, it's about productivity. Three, it's about durability. And you have it all. You have, actually, healthiness. Today, we will move from clay to rope to mixing sheep. <laughs> so, uh, this is so interesting. Jesus had this idea, awesome idea. And this idea of amalgamation or mixing is done in the context of freedom. You cannot bring people together unless there is freedom. It's no, no control at all and no uh, different agendas. It's only God's agenda. And um, what we expect, when you have Jesus in the process, you expect freedom, right? Remember what uh, Jesus said to the Jews? that they believed in Him, if you abide in My Word, you are truly My disciples. And you will know the truth. And what's next? Right? So, where Jesus is, there is freedom. Amen? And, and, but, there's a catch. Freedom is not something that you think is freedom. So, I will talk about this amalgamation or mixing in the context of freedom. And it's John 10, uh, 1 to 21. If anyone to, wants to read this text, it's welcome. If not, I can, I can do it. But I thought maybe we can work together. So, it's John 1, 21. Anybody? No? Oh? Okay. Yeah, 10, 20, 1, 20. Give a try. I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the ship bed by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, it is thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the ship. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the ship listens, listens to his voice. He calls this own ship by name and leads them out. When he has brought 
out on his own, he goes on ahead of them. And this ship followed him because they know his voice. Right? But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this picture of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for children. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the ship did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Mm. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The herd hen is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hen and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep then. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. At these words, the Jews were again divided. Many of them said, He is demon-possessed and raving mad. Well, listen to him. But others said, These are the saying of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Wow, what a text. They, they thought... They said, Jesus has a demon. He's insane. Mm -hmm. He's mad. Why listen to him? What is this? So, and, and Jesus did his best, right? Uh, he said something, and they didn't understand the, the metaphors. And then he said, okay, I'll try it again. And he tried it again. And then the second time, they said, oh, he's mad. He's crazy. He's lunatic. Uh, don't listen to him. That's so interesting. Um... um Amalgamation in the context of, of, of freedom, we when we when we read this text, we and and if you are here, you know, like a, and and you just visit us, 
and think, oh, I'm not a part of this, I'm not this mixing thing, but hey, maybe you'll learn something. We, I've learned something new. So um, this freedom that we are talking about in this text is not total freedom. It's limited freedom. It's not total. Not, um, when we think of freedom, we have this strange feeling that freedom means to do whatever we want. But it's not. Look around. Um, a train has freedom only when it's on the tracks. Right? Freedom to go, freedom to stop. But if it's off tracks, what's, how, how do you call that? <laughs> right? It's, it, it, something is wrong there, right? That's not freedom. And let me give you um, um, uh, an example from the spiritual world. When we, so we were out of this world, right? Out of this creation that is dead, spiritually. And when Jesus paid for our sins, He took us from the community of the dead, and He put us in the community of? Yeah, and the new creatures. Uh, how, how is that community called? We know this one, it's the world. But how about this one? The saints. Hmm? The saints, okay. Uh, there is a special word for this community. That is, even Jesus mentioned it. Church? Yeah, <laughs> thank you. What? It's the church, right? Where the saints are, you're right. But the church, the ecclesia, the, we are the church. And this is a church service. You are church. I'm church. We are all church. And when we come together, then you have a church service. We serve God. This is the reason we're here, to serve God. And, 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 and when we, we were taken from this community and put in this community, it's not like, oh, now you, you can do whatever you want to. No. That this concept of freedom is dangerous. It's actually, it's not from God. Um, the context of freedom for mixing sheep is limited, not total. In the first five verses from our text, actually we learn that one who enters in the sheepfold in another way by the door is what? It's a stranger. It's a thief. It's... it's so, um, you have to understand, I think, uh, do I have a, 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 the next, I don't know if I put it in here, or is the sheep, no, wow, okay, could you go, yeah, no, in the first one, the first one, the first, I think, so, you see here, um, this is a sheepfold, what is that? No roof, only walls, or right, and and you for for their own protection. So when you see somebody climbing the fence, what do you think? Oh, he's a good person, huh? <laughs> oh, oh, you know, he, he, uh, that person said, "Oh no, you know, uh, by the door is too easy. <laughs> I'll try the hard way." No, what do you think about that person? Climbing a, a, a wall or a fence. That's, the intentions are not good, okay? And then you will understand what the intentions are. So um, the purpose 
of, of, of the flock is, is to be owned by the shepherd, but the purpose of the fence is to keep them safe. And when you see somebody ascending or climbing that fence, you think, oh, no, this is really bad. Um, and, and also, it says that uh, climbs another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But the one who enters the door, and this is Jesus, this is the shepherd. To him, the gatekeeper opens, uh, it's all, you know. But you see, there are limitations. It's not, you are not free to do whatever you want. You, you climb, you, you fly over, no. Enter by the door. Then you are the rightful owner. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him. Follow him, love, love this one. Follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger, they will not follow. Hmm. But they will flee from him. Now, I was looking in, in the, the original, you know, uh, to, to, to see what verb is, do we have here. And, and the verb is feugo. And maybe, oh yeah, so what? Well, in, in, in English, it's fugitive. It's really close. And you run for your life. So when you hear the stranger talk, what do you do? And you run. It's like you've never run before because you run for your life. And you don't follow, but you run from. You're a fugitive. <laughs> Why? Because if you follow, what happens? You become lunch. You become lunch as a sheep. And you don't want that. But when you hear the voice, not a strange voice, but to hear the voice of your master, your shepherd. Oh man, you follow. Why? You know you are not lunch, but you are getting a lunch. So it's so beautiful. Uh, Jesus painted this, this picture. So, and so um, the stranger, yes, the strangers climbed the wall and of this freedom and their purpose is to lead away the flock toward destruction. When these fake shepherds lead the way out, the sheep seek safety in flying, like flight in flight. Like um, they quickly disappear. <laughs> they don't want to be with this fake shepherd. Now, the mixing of a flock, being, being, bringing a flock together and, and, and mixing that, that flock is in danger, could be in danger because of strange voices, like the, the voices of a stranger. The new flock is in danger, and if, pay, if that flock pays attention to another voice but Jesus, um, Satan, his demons, people manipulated by them, by the dark forces, people with another agenda in their mind, all of these are the voice of the stranger. When we mix flocks, uh, and when, when you hear voices that are not of, from Jesus, they don't speak Jesus, okay? They speak another language. What do you do? Run. Run for your life. You, you see, freedom is not like, do whatever you want. 
you hear that strange voice or the voice of a stranger like, yeah, I like it. It's like, you know, good. I'm, I will, I'm going to follow this. Yeah, well, you have the freedom, but it's limited freedom. Don't do that. Um, and this is why I said, when you have an exclusive entrance, the door, and you have the exclusive voice, all of these eliminate strangers. And we need, as the people of God, the family of God, His flock, we need to hear Jesus. Not what people say. Not even what, you know, I say. Look in here. And if you, you hear Jesus' voice, do it. If not, run. Run. Um, uh, the, the new flock that will be formed by out of, you know, B1, Grace, uh, the third party, whatever, and, and it will be safe only if the new church, the new plan, the new start will listen only one voice. Not many. And not strange voices like, ooh, you know you'll become somebody's lunch. Now, from verse 6 to 10, what I see, you know, the, uh, again about the freedom, the opposite side of freedom is destruction. So you either have freedom or destruction. Um, because the Pharisees didn't understand, they didn't understand the, uh, the extended metaphor Jesus tried the second time and said, okay, I'll try it again. I'll give you a... But I will emphasize that the mixing of sheep that, you know, he had in mind already. Uh, is, 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 is in the context of, of uh, attack. So this new flock will be attacked. Verse 6. Oh, uh, and seven and on. Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me, they are thieves. Oh, he was talking to the, the, the Pharisees. Hmm. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. pasture. Um, in order to highlight freedom, Jesus used another metaphor. I am the door. I am the, the gate. The one who enters the, this door will be saved. He changed a little bit the metaphors, but the idea is the same. Uh, who goes through him will be saved and will be able to go in and out. You see, it's not in or out. It's, it's a, a bit of difference. You have freedom. When you are saved, you, are, you have freedom in Christ. To find pasture, in or out. And if you want to go uh, per day, you want to go, you know, ten times in and out. <laughs> Jesus will say, I am the door. <laughs> the door is open. You have freedom. And we have freedom in Christ. It's not like, oh, you, you are out, stay out. And now, go in and stay in. No. Uh, Jesus is, uh, for him, the, the idea of freedom is very clear. Jesus limits salvation. Jesus limits freedom and nurture. And he said, I will do it for you. All the others are thieves and robbers. And their purpose is to, to destroy you. Destruction is the treatment of those who think they are superior. 
you know, you are nothing. You know, you, 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 you are a, um, what? You are, you are a mosquito. They don't care. But Jesus cares. And he said, look, I give you freedom to bless you. These, they want just to destroy you. In the church, nobody is superior to others, right? Is that true? We have only, in, in this family, we have the Father, we have the firstborn, Jesus Christ, and brothers and sisters. We are all the same. We come together to help each other, to be better disciples, to, to follow better Jesus, to take another step toward Jesus. This is the reason we are here. And this is the reason I, I, I'm, I'm trying to convince you what the Bible says, because we need to do this. It's not because I'm smart than you, smarter than you. No, we are all the same. We are disciples of Jesus Christ. We are followers. And please do not follow me. Well, Paul said that, follow me because I follow Christ. In this way, yeah. <laughs> but do not follow me because I said so, but follow Jesus Christ. This is the, the best that we can uh, have. Um, we are all equal through redemption. Uh, what, character, uh, what is characteristic of a, a sheep is uh, that in a sheepfold, all... Our sheep. And, uh, it's, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, just think about this. So far in, 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 in Jesus' sermon, you have, um, you, have a, a sh you have the shepherd, you have the, the thieves and the, rob the des uh, destroyers, and the sheep. And if you are a sheep, you are among the sheep. You are not among the destroyers, right? And of course, you are not the shepherd. So we are all sheep. We all listen to Jesus' voice. And when we recognize it, we go like the sheep. <laughs> you, you think, oh, the sheep are dumb. No, 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 they're smart. They know the voice. <laughs> you know, they know one thing, and that is all. <laughs> You don't like simple life? Simple life is the best. We complicate life, right? We wait like, whoa, this. No, it's all simple. You hear the voice, you follow the voice. If you follow the voice, you have the pasture. I love it. It's so simple. But then, then gets complicated. By whom? By the thieves. And by the robbers. They know how to steal. They know how to kill and destroy. That's complicated. And maybe you think, oh, no, 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 it's not complicated. Oh, it is. To steal means to take somebody, something away from, uh, from the owner's, uh, without the owner's permission. Well, you have to be careful, right, when you do this. It's not like you go there and take it, and because if you do this, you, you need to run. <laughs> but you do this when the owner is not paying attention, or, well, you know, steal. But how about kill? Well, 
the word kill there, the verb is to slaughter in sacrifice. It's not only to kill, but to slaughter. Um, and to destroy means to bring to ruin, to perish. So the sheep have two offers. As a sheep, we, we have two offers, right? Either Jesus offered, he said, if you follow me, you will thrive. And you have another offer of the thieves and robbers and everything, the strange, the stranger people. That, and they say, if you follow me, you'll become my lunch. What do you want to do? Okay, what do you want to do? What, what's your choice? The mixing of sheep is possible only if there is freedom. Freedom to say no and freedom to say yes. And, and when you say yes to Jesus, you'll, you'll find pasture. Jesus is the great shepherd of mixing sheep in a flock. And this is so, okay, just parenthesis. Look around. We come from so many nations. You know, some sheep are like this, and some sheep are like this, and some sheep... We are not the same. When you look at the, you know, how we look. Like. But our attitude, our spiritual life makes us altogether the same. We are followers of Christ. And, 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 and we were brought... This is so interesting. Who brought us together? I'm not talking about the two churches. I'm not talking about amalgamation. And, you know, I'm talking about how Jesus brought us together and He mixed us to make an awesome church. That is, is not, uh, uh, you know, is not copy, uh, copycat. Like, you know, and, and it's not, God doesn't have a copy machine. That, we are different. And God wants to use this difference. And, and because we will bring different things at the table. And, and, and this is the beauty of a church. Um, so we need to learn this lesson for our amalgamation. Freedom is better than control. Uh, freedom is the language of Jesus. And not only for amalgamation, but think of your spiritual life. Freedom is what Jesus said, I want to give you. And this is my language. I don't want to control you. You have freedom to go in and out. Do whatever you want. But there are limitations in this. You don't do like everything. But things that are important for your life. Um, how is this possible? Well, there is an all-inclusive freedom. And there is a limited freedom. Limited freedom, when you think of the the, the, the thieves, but all-inclusive freedom inside the boundaries. Make sense? Does it make sense? To, it makes sense to me. It, it like you know the train with the tracks makes sense <laughs> when you put when you put a, a, a train on the track. You know you know you know the purpose. You know everything, and you know if if it's out of the tracks, it's not a train. It's it's a rack. And, and when you are on the, on the tracks, 
that Jesus said, this is yours, man. Go for it. You have freedom to go for it. Otherwise, you become the lunch. And I don't want that for myself. Amalgamation is protected. Is pre it uh, means to be protected. No, sorry. Amalgamation means to protect the others by self-sacrifices. And amalgamation is protected by self-sacrifice. Look in verse 11 to 15. Jesus said that, you know, um, uh, I'm the good shepherd. He goes from one to the other, you know, he uses all these uh, metaphors because it's so complex. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays his down his life for the sheep. He is a hired hand and not a sheep, shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. There are two types of people interested in sheep mixing. The good shepherd and the higher hand, a.k.a. not a shepherd. <laughs> this is what, you know, the, my turn is not a shepherd. The difference is in the sacrifice. The good shepherd is interested in the benefit of the sheep, whereas the higher hand is interested in his own benefit. And you cannot see that until the wolf comes. Then you see who is real, authentic, and who is fake. And, and the real one, and the, when the wolf comes, the high hand, said, Jesus said, oh, leaves the sheep and run for his life. Actually, it's the same verse. Now you have a fugitive higher hand. Not fugitive sheep, <laughs> but fugitive higher hand. The result, after this, when he runs for his life, the flock is scattered. The flock is scattered. Now, the same scenario is applied to the Good Shepherd. The wolf comes, the Good Shepherd dies voluntarily. Lays his life down, dies voluntarily, fighting with the wolf. Fighting with the wolf. Why? Because he cares. What's the result? Protected sheep. So, scattered sheep, protected, protected sheep. But when you protect, you sacrifice something. And the best sacrifice is self-sacrifice. I will, you know what? I will die with you. <laughs> this is the last word that the good shepherd said to the wolf. I will die together with you, and my sheep are safe. Safe. Safety. Jesus is interested in our safety. That's why he is bringing together us. Well, you will get why I'm repeating this, because it's at the end of the text. I don't want to spoil it, but <laughs> if, if you think, why I keep repeating this and mixing sheep, because I don't see anything here. You will see it. Actually, you can read it. You have the spiritual gift of reading. So, it's to care. If you care, the, the higher hand doesn't care. I don't care. I, don't, I care about my life, not about the sheep. Ah, I, I don't own them. The higher hand is not committed to have regard for the sheep. 
No matter what. No, no. He is dedicated to have regard for himself. Selfish. You see, selfishness and self-sacrifice, that's the whole difference. And Jesus, on the cross of the Calvary, he showed us how much he cared for us. How much? Something like that. He really cared. Oh, by the way, there were some, do you remember this? There were some, and they were like, oh, if you are a savior, save yourself. Get down there. Huh? And Jesus said, no way. No way. This is my way to show care. It's not by running for my life. He could do that. He was able. He says, I'm taking, I'm giving my life, I'm taking it back. I'm doing whatever I want. He stayed there because he wanted. Because only in this way, this amalgamation, this church that we come from so many places, is safe. Only by this. Praise God. Amen. Praise to Jesus, the good shepherd who cared so much. He had a great interest in us. He was genuinely concerned about us. And he regarded us more, more than even his life. The good shepherd is the best shepherd. I, those involved in an amalgamation need to copy Jesus. So if, if you want to be part of this, you need, or any church, you need to copy Jesus. Uh, there is no amalgamation without self-sacrifice. And by the way, there is no church without self-sacrifice. Is it true or not? If, if you think, you know, that it's uh, about me, it's me church. It's not. No, this church will go down. But if you really want to go up and to serve God, we need to die. Not today, but to die and to finish everything that was before and to start all over by giving your life. I mean, giving up all your you know conditions, pet ideas, pride, cultural background. But we do this like that, and we do this like who cares? We do only what Jesus wants, right? Because this is the voice that we want to follow. If, if you, you want, you know, let's follow this voice and this voice. We will be like going in this direction, going this direction. And then this. It's so simple when you follow Jesus. Jesus talks and we follow. <laughs> it's so simple. It's unbelievable. When we are committed only to our benefits. By the way, when we come to the church service, we don't come just to receive. This is really selfish. But to give too. To give and receive. Right? This is why we have that time to, to share and to, to uh, uh, uplift each other. Because it's not like I'm going there... I'm a spectator, and you know what? The, the, uh, the, the show was not really good today. I mean, man, what? That was not a worship team. I've seen better. 
You know, this is not a sermon. Not even a sermon. What in the world? I'm ne I'll never come. I'll go to another church. This is not a show. If you believe this is a show, then you are wrong. We are here to serve Jesus Christ. How? By encouraging each other. Because this life is so hard. And Monday, Monday to Saturday is so hard to keep up. That's why we need brothers and sisters. That's why you need sheep. Like you. When finally the wolf comes. Well, better have a shepherd. I'm not talking about me as, you know, I'm not, no, I'm the pastor of the church. No, no, Jesus Christ. He is our shepherd. I'm kind of like an under-shepherd, but he is the shepherd. He is the shepherd. He cares. Believe me, nobody loves B1, Grace, any church. No, nobody loves his local church more than Jesus. Not even you. Not even you. Or the pastor. Or the board. Or No. Jesus is the one. He cares. Um, if you are not the, uh, the, the thief, and hopefully you are not the wolf, for sure you are not the shepherd. There is only one. Maybe you are, think about this, if you are the hired hand, <laughs> that's the worst position of all, you know, and say, you know what, I'm out of here. I don't like it. The, 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 uh, the boat will sink. Until the boat sinks, I'm out of here. No. The boat will never sink. You know why? Because of the good shepherd. And this is the part that I, I, I pushed. I said, this is not the last part, from 16 to 21. Amalgamations results in being one. Look, verse 16 is so beautiful. And I have other sheep. Now you understand what I'm saying you know, with amalgamation. I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must. Bring them also. And they will listen my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. Okay, well, guess. Who are these sheep? What do you think? Huh? Israel? Well, he was talking to Israel. No? Gentiles. You know, Jesus said, I have other sheep in the Gentile sheepfold, and I will bring them, I will teach them how to listen to my voice, and after that, it will be only one. And look at that. Can you see the difference? No. Well, maybe they dress differently, they have different color, they have different... But they are only sheep. Gentiles, Jews, there is no such a thing. It's only a mixed 
place where all the sheep are together. And what you see is not... Uh, and, and by the way, Jesus didn't say, <clears throat> and there will be one fold and one shepherd. Sheepfold, okay? Jesus doesn't care about the sheepfold. It's only a little bit of fence. Do you get that? Sometimes we love the sheepfold. And we do all for the sheepfold. Do you understand what I'm saying or not? Not, not really? Okay, what do you think I said? Well, what was the sheepfold? Yeah. We can start with that. Only start. <laughs> Differences in between the churches. Our church and your church and our staff and your staff and our building and your building. And do you understand that? We live for this. If you, you know, think of this beautiful idea. Uh, the church comes and forms and they struggle and then finally they have a building. Their own building. And now everything is about the building. Right? Am I wrong or not? I'm not. It is like you, your family, you struggle a lot and say, you know, I, we, kind of, we don't like to rent. We'll build our house. And then the whole life is about the house. No love, no nothing, no talking, no, no only the house. Huh? Jesus didn't say that. He said only one flock and one shepherd. And I think I, I, I have a, the, the, the last, give me the last picture. I love this one. Keep it simple. <laughs> Keep it simple. We, the sheep, and Jesus, the shepherd. Keep it simple. He is the one who brings everybody together. He is the master chief of amalgamation. <laughs> he brings people together because he loves to be to have only one flock but in order to do that on only one reality the flock but we need to sacrifice in order to be one flock you need to sacrifice time sacrifice I don't know stubbornness always money your body your voice your whatever it's now I care about the family. My father um, used to say, you know, before you marry, you say, I, 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 I. But after you marry, you have to say, we, we. <laughs> That's a big, big lesson. I'm like, okay, I got it. What's my conclusion? Well, we've learned something from the sheep today and mainly from the shepherd. When the shepherd has an amalgamation in, in mind, he knows that there are limits to be considered destroyers to be resisted, right? Self-sacrifice to model, to protect, and results to be targeted. And the result is this, one flock. 
and one shepherd. For this dream as a sheep, for Jesus' dream as a sheep, I'm ready to run for my life. If the wolves or thieves or robbers, they barge in, I'm ready to the... If they will start talking, I'm ready to run for my life. I'm ready to sacrifice. I'm ready to watch for the fence climbers. Sheep thieves and robbers and strangers. I share the same dream with Jesus. How about you? May the Lord bless and help us to have the same dream with Him. One shepherd, one flock. Punt. Okay, it's uh, 6.25. We have time to talk. So we have a, a tradition here. Um, we developed a tradition that um, we talk after the sermon and, and we share something that we've learned. Something that we, it stood out for us. Or if we have questions, we ask questions. Okay. Well, does anyone have any questions? Uh, we can try to answer them right away. Are there any questions? Yes, uh, our group has a question. Okay. Um, you have a good shepherd. I'm talking about the which came up in our group now. Uh-huh. Um, in the past, about pastors somewhere in the world, they were good shepherds, biblical, true, and then they changed. And now they are thieves and Wow, <laughs> that's a good one. So now, if you, if, if, like, I've been following this one good shepherd and he changed to be a bad shepherd. Uh-huh. So now, what do I do with uh, when he was a good shepherd? What do I do with that stuff and now he's a bad shepherd? Wow. Should we forget everything we learned? No. I don't think so. I don't think so, and I, and I will tell you why. Because in the Old Testament, in Isaiah, God said that he took a razor, he borrowed a razor, Assyria, to shave the face of Israel. And for, in that time, to shave a man was worse than to kill. So shave him, that was the last, the, the ultimate shame that he could live. From that, he cannot recover. That was, that was the end. It was better for him to kill, not to shave. And, and, and God said, I will take Assyria. So was Assyria uh, God's uh, razor? And he said, oh, I love this. I'll put it in my... No, God. And after that, he said, and I will judge Assyria. <laughs> and God used Babylon. Read Habakkuk, right? Habakkuk was like, whoa, Lord, but they are the worst. I know. This is the reason I bring them, <laughs> because they're the worst. But that doesn't mean God said, oh, nice, Babylon, you are good, because you... No, he will go against them, because he just borrowed them. That's the idea. I, I, you know, this is a general answer from a general <laughs> question. I, when we go to specifics, then... Remember Manasseh? He was the worst king, worst king of 
uh, Judah, I think it was in Judah, and he, at the end of his life, he repented. He was more pagan than the pagans around Israel, right? So he was like, he left them behind, bye-bye, but then he repented, and he was a good one. So there is the other way around, too. So it's, it's God. He, he can do whatever He wants to. But, good question. If David was a criminal, David was a real nasty person doing nasty things. He suffered for that. But because of that, it's like, oh, you know, I'm not reading the Psalms anymore. No way. You understand? So I, I think what is good, and like uh, Rabbi Zacharias, right? We've learned what he did, and we, nobody knew. But should I throw away all, all of his books? No. I'm buying them. Those that I don't have, I'm buying them. Why? Because God used that. God uses that. God is using even Satan. And the Antichrist. Is Satan, Antichrist, good persons? No. But when he uses that in a way, I, it's God. You, you need to understand God. He lives, he's holy. He's different than us. So it's not like accommodating God to us, but accommodating us to God. So I don't know if I answered the question, but I hope somewhere there. Yeah? Okay, good. Yeah. Michael. Isn't, yeah. isn't in this parable, isn't, yeah. isn't the shepherd Jesus? Yeah. yeah, he's the good shepherd. He's the good yeah. shepherd. Yes. And so the two other roles there, the negative roles, isn't it Satan in two different ways? Uh, the, 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 the thieves and the robbers that they kill, they, they steal, kill, and uh, destroy. Well, that's Satan. He, and demons, this is their job. To deceive people and to destroy. They hate us. And they hate the church. The local church. Oh my God. They hate us. But they want to. And, and they try to intimidate us. Even. But we are protected. We are in, under God's protection. Yes. Uh, Satan is somewhere there. But Jesus didn't say, you know, this is it. But interesting. He talks about the under shepherds. The higher hand. That like, oh no, I'm out of here. Isn't that Satan? Nah, no, I'm not going there. With this, it's anybody who is really selfish yeah. in the church. Allow the, uh, the devil to walk in his house. Uh, in, in that form, he will not listen to the voice of the, the shepherd, you know, because it's also in the church. If you don't allow Holy Spirit to live in you, to... And that's why God put us His Spirit, not an angel Spirit, but His own Spirit. Exactly. Very good. Uh, yeah, I would just like... like uh, or a comment, if you have a comment. Yeah. I think it's really important to distinguish the Good Shepherd, which is Jesus in this parable, from other leaders. The under-shepherds. It's, right. it's, uh, Peter talks, if, but we don't have time. First Peter 5. Read that and you will... Because they all can fall. And of course, then we are disappointed if we yes. put too much faith in them. Yeah. And, but that's not Jesus. That's not our ultimate hope. 
True, true. Uh, Jesus is our anchor, not the pastors and not the, the elders, but Jesus. And we want to anchor our lives in the, the worst time of our lives. Jesus is the only one who can bring stability. We are ready? Oh, we have another one? We have, we have one more comment real quick. Sure. Because um, so many people, in, including ourselves sometimes, can be led astray by these robbers who sound a bit like the good shepherd. Yeah. Right? Not quite, because we don't know his voice well enough. Oh. So about how it's important to learn our good shepherd's voice. Oh, yeah. By reading scripture. That. So we know when someone speaks, are we hearing the right voice? Or yes. Are we hearing yeah. the robbers? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be the next lunch. <laughs> That's good. Okay, don't forget about the black box. And don't forget about uh, um, uh, worship. We will worship God with our money if uh, they are our servants. They are good servants, but really bad uh, masters. <laughs> okay, so, um, so now we'll also collect the tithes and offering. And for that, I would like to read two verses from Second Corinthians 8.